The thing we always need to keep in mind is that everything in this world is passing. This is all temporary. Everything that we see will go away someday, especially our own fleshly existence. You and I will die someday. And then what? If a person just lives for the here and now, then how will they be ready for the kingdom that is coming? Hello and welcome to another message from the Latter Rain Ministries, where we're dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and His truth with the world. Today's message is about valuing the greatest gift. It is in our best interest to not fix our sights on the here and now, or else we will miss what really matters, eternal life and eternal reward. If we do not take our interest off the carnal world which is temporary and passing, then we will miss entering God's kingdom. The only way we will be allowed to attain eternal life is by valuing the greatest gift ever given to man, the Lord Jesus Christ. Our eyes and heart need to be set on Him so that we can value what should be most important to us. Today's message is inspired on Luke chapter 11, verses 29 to 32. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Holy God, blessing and honor and glory be to you, O Lord. Blessed are you, O Lord God, for your goodness and mercy and grace, Heavenly Father. Thank you, O Lord, for your love, for your Son, Jesus Christ, and for the grace that you have shown us through him. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you please forgive my sins and my wrongs. Heavenly Father, please always look upon us with your mercy. Heavenly Father, we need you. We are nothing without you, O Lord God. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you help us to fix our eyes on what we need to set them on. Help us, O Lord, Heavenly Father, to be able to look to you, to your kingdom, Lord God, to understand that there is an eternal life. Heavenly Father, help us, O Lord, to strive to enter through your Son, Jesus Christ. To you be all the honor and the glory and the praise forever and ever. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Today's key passage can be found in Luke chapter 11, verses 29 to 32. This is the word of the Lord. And while the crowds were thickly gathered together, he began to say, This is an evil generation. It seeks a sign, and no sign will be given to it except the sign of Jonah, the prophet. For as Jonah became a sign to the Ninevites, so also the Son of Man will be to this generation. The queen of the south will rise up in the judgment with the men of this generation and condemn them. For she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And indeed a greater than Solomon is here. The men of Nineveh will rise up in the judgment with this generation and condemn it. For they repented at the preaching of Jonah. And indeed a greater than Jonah is here. Why did the Lord react in that manner with the people, especially since they were looking for him? Because he knew that their intentions were not good intentions. He knew that they had ulterior motives. They were not looking for him to actually believe in him, but rather for their own selfish reasons. He knew what was deep in their hearts. He could see through their appearances. For it is written, but Jesus did not commit himself to them because he knew all men and had no need that anyone should testify of man, for he knew what was in man. So what were their intentions? They were more interested in him performing signs that catered to their carnality and met their agenda. They did not believe in him like they should have. They wanted for him to do things that satisfied their present sinful desires. 
Ultimately, their eyes were completely fixed on the present world. And someone may argue, what is wrong with that? When a person is fixed only on the present world, they will never acknowledge the Lord for who he really is. There is no real faith. They will only look to the here and now, so they will miss the importance of the afterlife, the coming age, ultimately the kingdom of God that is coming. And with that, they look to God like some form of servant that is there to serve them rather than acknowledge God and serve God. These are all of the problems that happen when a person is more focused on the present world and looking to have met their own desires. And if a person remains in that state, they will never find salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ. The thing we always need to keep in mind is that everything in this world is passing. This is all temporary. Everything that we see will go away someday, especially our own fleshly existence. You and I will die someday. And then what? If a person just lives for the here and now, then how will they be ready for the kingdom that is coming? This is what the word of God says in 1 John chapter 2. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away and the lust of it, but he who does the will of God abides forever. If we make this world our focus, then that is what our reward will be. But if we make the Lord our focus and look to do his will here and now, then we will abide forever. Eternity comes into the picture for us by looking at the Lord Jesus Christ for exactly who he is. That is why it is so important to get our heart in the right place. We need to get rid of our selfish desires. We need to take our eyes off the present world and look to him. For there is only one way, one truth, and one light, the Lord Jesus Christ. God himself had come in the flesh and was before the people. Yet the people only saw him as a mere man and ignored the power that he revealed and the words of life he shared. The Apostle John wrote this, He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. Most people completely missed God's visit. This was the greatest injustice mankind showed the God of the universe. The Father from heaven told the people that Jesus was his son. For it says, when he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. And of course, everything he did and said revealed who he was. He was healing all manner of sickness. He casted out demons, he even raised the dead. Everything the Lord Jesus did day in and day out spoke of who he was. Yet the people demanded other things from him. Rather than worshiping and following him for who he was, they wanted for him to perform for them whatever they wanted. They ultimately wanted for Jesus to serve them rather than follow him with the right intentions. Now, some might say, if I would have seen everything Jesus did, I would have done differently. Really? What do people do today? Don't people ignore God all of the time? Don't even so-called believers most of the time just look for the Lord so that he just helps them with their needs and fulfills their desires? Don't most people just treat him like some sort of divine servant? And if God doesn't do as they say, don't they try to punish God or even get upset with him? I tell you that not much has changed between now and then. 
People still look for God to give them signs to believe. And in that never-ending quest to get God to do their will, they are ignoring the fact that God is God and that we should serve him rather than him serve us. Every single person needs to acknowledge the reality of God and what we, he did through the Lord Jesus Christ if they want to have eternal life. Otherwise, there will be no eternal life. This is what the word of God says. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Yet despite the fact that most people look to use God for their own carnal desires, the Lord Jesus Christ was still set on fulfilling his mission. When he said that no sign will be given to it except the sign of Jonah the prophet, he was revealing to them that he was going to die and be raised from the dead at the third day. Jonah was swallowed up by a whale and he was in its belly in the far depths of the sea. During that time, Jonah was in utter darkness, tormented at every moment. And at the third day, the whale let him go. And he found himself back on dry land, alive again from a certain point of view, delivered from certain death. And what was Jesus then announcing to them? That he was going to suffer the greatest suffering any human being could ever go through. And he would go through it unjustly. He would be punished for sins he never committed. And the weight of the sins of the world would be laid on his shoulders while hanging on the cross. The prophet Isaiah described it like this hundreds of years before the Lord would suffer through it, where it says, He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we were healed. And after dying, the Lord would be taken to the depths of the world to witness to those who were imprisoned in Hades. The apostle Peter said it like this, For Christ also suffered once for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive by the Spirit, by whom also he went and preached to the spirits in prison. And then finally, he would be raised from the dead by the Father at the third day. What does this all mean to us? This is the only way mankind could have the opportunity for salvation. This is the only way we could have eternal life. Through this, the Lord Jesus Christ would be doing us the greatest service we could ever receive. There is absolutely no way any man can save themselves on their own. We can never be good enough on our own. We have no skill or science that can deal with our sin problem. There is no way we can have access to the Father on our own. Before the death and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, our destiny was hell, and it was an unbreakable destiny. For it is written, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But through what the Lord did, that destiny was broken. There was a path that was created for man so that man could find God. The Lord Jesus Christ is literally the only way, the only truth, and the only life, and no one can come to the Father except through Him. This is what we should ultimately consider through all of this. You could be given all of the riches of the world, but you can enjoy them only for a moment. You could be given all of the power in the world, but yet that power will end when your physical end comes. You could be famous and known by everyone, but once you die, you will only become a memory that passes with time. 
You could be healed from any sickness, but yet one day you will surely die. And you could even be raised from the dead physically. But one day you will also die like those that were resurrected in the past. Lazarus died after being resurrected. So you see, every single physical benefit you could ever have in this world will go away because everything in this world is temporary and passing. And so in the grand scheme of things, what do those things even matter if they don't last, if compared to God's kingdom and eternal life? For it is says, for what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? For what will a man give in exchange for his soul? But the only one that has eternal life, the only one that triumphs over death and hell is now presently sitting at the right hand of the throne of Almighty God is the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the resurrection and the life. And he has given you access to that resurrection and life. And so there is no greater gift, no greater need met, no greater service. Forgiveness of sins, salvation, and eternal life is the greatest gift of all, the greatest thing God could ever grant. And he did it all of this while we were still his enemies. His love, grace, mercy, and goodness is incredible. And so we need to learn how to value that which is most valuable. When the Apostle Paul asked God to heal him multiple times, God himself answered Paul, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. And in response, Paul reacted like this. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches and needs and persecutions and distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Why did Paul react this way? And even though he did not get the help he needed, because he understood what was given to him. God gave him forgiveness of sins when he didn't deserve to be forgiven. God gave him access to eternal life when he had only done things deserving of death. God had put in his reach attaining eternal reward when all of his past actions would only render him meritedly eternal condemnation. And Paul also understood that his time here on earth, his difficult circumstance was only going to last so long. This would all pass away for him someday. All of the hardship and persecution, the unjust imprisonments, the beatings and lashings, the hunger and thirst, his loneliness and his physical ailments all would go away someday. And God would grant him unthinkable things in the future. For Paul himself wrote this, Eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. And the Apostle John wrote this as inspired by the Holy Spirit of God. Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also, there was no more sea than I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for former things have passed away. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I will make all things new. 
And he said to me, write, for these words are true and faithful. We have incredible things awaiting for us because of what the Lord Jesus Christ suffered and went through. And so anything else is more than secondary as compared to the eternal life and eternal reward we can receive through the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to learn how to value the greatest gift we could have ever received, the greatest service God has ever given us. The Lord Jesus Christ is the greatest gift we could have ever received. We need to remember that salvation is not just about praying a prayer and that's it. It is received through grace and faith, but by following and loving the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not all said and done for us yet. We need to do the Father's will in response to the grace we have been given through the Lord. It's not like many people think that all they have to do is believe and that's it. It's very clear in the Bible this concept that we must remain, abide, and do good works. Do those things that perpetuate life, which make up God's will. The Apostle Paul wrote this as inspired by the Holy Spirit, that I may know Him and the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of His sufferings, being conformed to his death, if by any means I may attend to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore let us, as many as are mature, have this mind. And if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. And this is why we are encouraged to do likewise. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. So what are we supposed to consider? Two things. Consider God for what he has done for us by considering his love, grace, mercy, and goodness. We should consider that without loving him and overcoming this world through him, we will not gain the eternal life and reward he has put within our reach through the Lord Jesus Christ. For it is also written, he who overcomes shall inherit all things and I will be his God and he shall be my son. And so we must overcome. We have everything we could ever need. We have the Lord Jesus Christ. We have his Holy Spirit. We have his word. And of course, through all of this, God is in our favor. And if God is for us, who can be against us? Therefore, I urge you, consider God's gift through the Lord Jesus Christ and treat him like he should be treated for the sake of justice, because loving God is true justice and for eternal life. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Holy Lord, I praise you and I worship you, Lord God. Blessing and honor and glory be to you. Thank you, O Lord, for your love, grace, and mercy. Thank you, O Lord, because you cared and loved us so much that you gave your only begotten Son for us so that through his death and resurrection, we could have eternal life. Thank you, Heavenly Father, that you did not leave our destiny as is, but you broke it through your Son, Jesus Christ. 
you gave us the opportunity of eternal life and salvation. Heavenly Father, help us to value the wonderful gift that you've given us. Help us to value the grace that you've shown us. Heavenly Father, I pray if there's anyone out there that has yet to experience your love and grace, I pray, Heavenly Father, they may do so right now by repenting and converting from all of their sins and confessing and receiving Jesus Christ as the Lord of their lives. Heavenly Father, I give you thanks and I praise you. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Please join us again next time as we look into God's Word together. And if you have any questions or just need some prayer, please email us through our website. If you want to listen to other messages, you can go to our website or look for our podcast in the Apple iTunes store under The Latter Rain Ministries to subscribe. The Latter Rain Ministries is a self-supporting Christian ministry dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and His truth with the world. The Lord is near. May God bless you.